Hey guys, Lewis here. Just wanted to chip in real quick and uh, say that we will be back with our normal recording schedule very, very shortly. Don't worry, it's not just me today. Things haven't got that bad just yet. Um, what we've actually got for you today, however, is one from our vault. Yeah, a big podcast vault. So this is basically where So Your Rock All started from. Uh, we did a mini-series with our buddy Mike back in 2017 that actually hasn't seen the light of day yet. I mean, after what you hear for the next hour, maybe that's for the best. But let us know. Remember, we are everywhere at Slowly We Rock, and you can email us direct at slowlyrock at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It's a little rough around the edges, but that's raw. It's real. That's way more metal, right? Well, you can be the judge. But anyway, we will be back very, very soon with a brand new episode. But you haven't heard this anyway, so this is also brand new. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted the best, you got the best. In strong language and adult content, the hottest podcast in the world. Slowly, we rock. episode of Slowly We Rock's Maiden Voyage. Just going to introduce Hello. So, I'm James, Johnson Street. Uh, I'm Lewis. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. I've made sure that I full named myself so you can look me up. Uh, Sorry, okay, yeah, this, 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 this Scott, forgive let's me. Do, let's do take two of that. No, that's fine. Well, we're kind of here because we all like podcasts and we all listen to a lot of hard rock and heavy metal, but we didn't really think there was a good podcast that kind of approached it from the tone we wanted. Maybe with like a bit of humour, not a lot of elitism. Like heavy metal is fucking great. But it's also the dumbest thing it's in the so world. Stupid. <laughs> yes. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's brilliant. Uh, and we just wanted to hang out and have a couple of beers and maybe talk about what we love about heavy metal, what we don't like about it, um, and really just have a good fun time, um, a good safe time, and just you know, in our own space. Yeah. And it's definitely, definitely not an excuse to listen to I Made and drink beer. Precisely. Of course. Um, <laughs> and so we decided to kick it off by listening to and talking about probably the second best heavy metal band in the world. If you're a time. moron, the ultimate heavy metal band of all time. The coolest metal band in the world <laughs> from the UK, uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> and what really inspired that is the fact that Mike Scott. Well, I mean, I'm probably the worst metal fan there is, clearly, because I've never listened to an Iron Maiden album, like, all the way through. Ooh. And uh, at work, we're all in this chat group together, and when I told these guys this, I... No, uh, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. That doesn't no. exist. We oh, yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. We do That's lots of work, it. and um, after work, we talk about these things. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I immediately got kicked out of that momentarily, and... Um, yeah, you guys came back with uh, the idea of this podcast, and I thought, why not? It's an excuse to, you know, listen to a few albums, get into it, learn He's, something. He says a few. Uh, we've listened to, I think it was it 15, 16 studio, studio albums. albums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are going to show Mike 
for the very first time every single recorded Iron Maiden uh, album. Yeah. And... I'm a Maiden virgin. Yeah, well, this is his Maiden voyage. We're going to take his Maidenhood. <laughs> and yes. now, with this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then yeah, now we'll pause and we'll do the theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, where better to start than the X Factor? <laughs> oh my god, man alive! Yeah. <laughs> so, I man think, on the edge now. <laughs> I mean, just out of curiosity, um, like, how much did you know about Iron Maiden before we started, like, really forcing this idea on you? Uh, I've actually I've seen Iron Maiden play. Like, cool. I have cool. seen him play. Really, really amazing. But I was like. I think I was like 14 or something. It was at Leeds Festival back in like 2007. Or oh, I saw him at Reading. Oh uh, shit! Well, the same thing. There yeah. you go. And I think I think I watched that online. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Yeah, 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 pretty pretty much there. I think you were doing yeah. the first five albums during that tour, actually, <laughs> yeah. like just from those albums. So. I, like, yeah, I'd um, I'd never really listened to them before. They played amazingly, but also at the same time, I was 14, and 14-year-olds uh, are idiots. So I probably I, I feel like I may have kind of like cut half of that set and just went to go see something else i don't know <laughs> like yeah it may have rained um, quite if, hard as if well if you're like not into a band but if they're re- really hyped up i think you are going to go check them out and just say okay i now have seen this i guess it's off the list what it's about yeah yeah i think like, also kind of it was a. I think it was the same year that you know a few bands play well like all of the headline back shakira bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah shakira Uber was sank. playing yeah <laughs> Like that's um, kind of it for you. Like you didn't really go out and check out. Yeah, like my uh, my friend Kim was like all like always sporting a Iron Maiden T-shirt, and he was like always, um, you know, saying like, oh yeah, no, like if you listen to this album, it's how Iron Maiden stuff. But I have a real problem with uh, kind of bands that are like so big and they have such a massive back catalog yeah. that i know it sounds ridiculous but i don't know where to begin and yeah, obviously it's like yeah. it's intimidating isn't it I think. it really is because yeah. you're kind of like oh should i start at the beginning like well that's clearly like where you should do and Especially, that's kind of why we've done this but because they evolve as well over time so yeah yeah, yeah for sure. it's not going to sound like the first one is it also so. i always find that kind of like you know if you've grown up listening to iron maiden and you've had like a really strong uh, like or any band that's been around for like a really long kind of uh, a really long time you have breaks in between albums to really kind of like digest the previous one so the next one kind of makes a bit more sense so Mm. when i see like bands who have like 20 albums or something like that not there's that many bands who have like 20 albums i i I feel like okay if i listen to all of these in a row is that gonna yeah like am i gonna just skip a whole bunch of really good stuff because i'm overwhelmed by it it's like binge watching a tv show yeah exactly you know exactly it's like you know if someone went and watched game of thrones all in one go they're probably gonna miss a whole bunch of good stuff out of it and on that note let's discuss iron maiden's first album called iron maiden and i think the thing we've just realized we've spoken about quite a bit is talking about iron maiden the classic era of the like you know early to late 80s and bruce dickinson as a front man like probably one of mm-hmm. the greatest frontmen front of all time, mm. but obviously like Maiden for those first two albums was a very different band, and we didn't even have what is like the classic lineup at that point. No, so um, back so this was released in July fourth, uh, nineteen eighty, and I think the album release was yeah, yeah, that's what it's Independence from. 
Yeah, independence from the rest of the new wave. Yeah, showing that. Saxon independence. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Go, uh, on. Go for it. Go with you. Um, so at that point, it was Paul Janner on vocals, Steve Harris on bass, Clive Burr drums, and you had Dave Murray, who's still with them, and Dennis Stratton. Okay. Was the other oh guitarist. yeah, I forgot it's Dennis Stratton at did, that point. Yeah. Did this one album? Just the one, yeah. Uh, great guitarist, great player, and he's. I think he's since gone on to do. He was in Praying Mantis. Okay. I don't know if you guys. I I know the name. Like, really good. Yeah. Really like genuinely really really good. Because like just to kind of set the yeah. scene for anyone listening who doesn't know about obscure new wave of British heavy metal and Mike for yourself as <laughs> losers. Well. Yeah, I don't know shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like in like the like. Like very early '80s, there was like this huge boom of heavy metal from the UK, um, which it had loads of hype behind it, and a whole bunch of bands came out, which ended up like a couple of them went on to be massively successful, but most of them, you know, didn't quite reach those heights. But they all kind of inspired bands that would go on to be much bigger. So like you have like Iron Maiden was like probably the big breakout, mm. Def Leppard, Pop to Prime this time, uh, Saxon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Saxon Cole. I don't know why you guys made that cut like you did this joint sigh right uh, in a way, and, like it's completely gone over my head. But in a because... way, I don't want you to ever have to know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Saxon. But at the same time, like Judas Priest, who had been around for a few years before, like really broke yeah. out, and like Motorhead, okay, like 1980, yeah. like about like maybe five or six huge metal albums from the UK all dropped at the same time or in the same year. Um, including Iron Maiden's first album. So, like, basically anyone who was, like, a teenager who listened to those metal bands in the 80s, like, went on to form a band, like, without, like, that kind of era of music from the UK, you wouldn't have Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, you wouldn't have any of that. You probably wouldn't have, like, maybe then, you know, your Panteras and your Machine Heads and all the stuff that came on. Mm. It's, like, waves. But, like, you can literally, like, it's quite interesting because you can almost, from that point, chart the direction of heavy metal from, like, you know, from the UK and Europe over to America and like wave by yeah, wave. Yeah, I think you can actually see like the migration. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely post-Maiden. Def- yeah. What did yeah. you think overall to start yeah. with? Yeah. Just as, like a general sort of, what did you expect or? Um, you know what, like, do you, do you ever kind of like listen to, I kind of expected to like listen to it and think like, oh, this doesn't sound like Iron Maiden. Yeah. Because like, you know, some bands they'll have kind of like their debut album and you know, it'll be kind of unrecognisable. Pantera. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I haven't really listened to a whole bunch of like Pantera and stuff, but it's kind of like, like some bands just have these kind of like dud albums, like Radiohead's like Pablo Honey or something like that. Like they're not that. very refined, are yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. not very refined. Yeah. first one is like that as well. Yeah. Sure, degree. sure. And it doesn't necessarily make them like bad albums. No, uh, not it's, at all. It's kind of like, you know, it's like a finding your feet type yeah. kind of yeah, deal with sure. your first album. But actually, I felt like with this album, this is like, you know, bang on, I've listened to this like, one time over less than 24 hours ago um you could tell that it was iron maiden like pretty yeah. much kind of straight off yeah. off the bat and um i thought it was pretty kind of uh pr- pretty strong first uh fir- <laughs> yeah. first song literally being about a, well you know a, a sex offender you know and there's not a lot about it. like i've actually been looking I, like i was like reading my notes from the uh listening to it and stuff and um i was just like yeah there are actually uh there's actually a, a lot of songs of this that are a bit uh kind of sexually motivated yeah bit, uh, just, uh, yes. the Harlot as well oh, well yep. that's on this uh song um 
I don't think that's on this album, is it? It is on the first yeah. one, yeah. First yeah, album. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. Well, like, it's easy to get the first two. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just like, come on, guys. Like, it is weird, though, because they kind of... shaming, really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the 80s them. and everything, but, you know. I don't know whether it's... I don't know why, but they don't really ever go back to there after those... They have three songs about Charlotte the Harlot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, yeah I mean, in terms of the overall... Yeah. Um, obviously, Charlotte the Harlot, because they have... Yeah. yeah. But um, they don't really go back to that sort of almost... I don't want to say social realism because it isn't, but they don't tend to. No. As they go on, they tend to sort of move away from that. So it is a really interesting opening track. I think with it, it's yeah. Like to me, all of the the Diano stuff is so much more punk. Yep, definitely. That's the first thing I thought of yeah. when I re-listened to it. Is how punky. It sounds like a band mm. from you know like the London streets. Yep. Yeah. The totally. rest of it sounds like a like a megastar band. Yeah. Do you know it's not I mean? as refined. It's, is it's it, kind of funny because yeah. like when you think of like the trajectory of the album covers as well. Yeah. Like the first album cover, it almost looks like going, Oi, Eddie, turn around, snap, yeah. took a photo of him. But like, we got one, yeah. yeah. But like, you've got like, it looks grimy and it looks like uh, shitty 80s. Well, what else would you Britain. at that time? Yeah, like, yeah. It was, it, and it looked so like dark. Yeah. What I think if they're probably like young guys and they're just writing and kind of singing about obviously I assume they're not all like sexual predators and stuff like no. that jerking off in the bushes well you never know and that's true like, maybe that's why Paul Diano had to leave but like <laughs> but like but... I've got I've got some I've got some very interesting stories about Paul Diano <laughs> oh, on this well, exact like, subject yeah, but like okay, I, well, think, uh... I think they're, they're growing up in like London in like yeah the 70s uh, which like I mean like yeah 70s and early 80s but like like whole 70s Britain 80s Britain like really interesting time lots of social evil and stuff like that yeah. and like yeah I just I think of it as like a bit of a slightly gritty grimy time yeah um, and like I think the music encapsulates that and like they're just like young kids writing about what they know I guess um, and I quite like the fact that as they started to become bigger and more successful they didn't start writing about the fact that they were getting <laughs> you know they they kind yeah. of moved on to more fancy stuff it's like yeah, well, they more, more, more what are we going to yeah. talk about although yeah. my problem it's a great album and it's not their fault but that first track Papa Roach ripped off uh, the Prowler Rift, or <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the song it is now. Because uh, damn it, Papa Roach. goes on about between there's no money. And yeah. Oh, because they also rip like, almost Hallowed, identical. Because they also rip Prowler be thy name as well. Yeah. Which I was gonna say, yeah, they yeah. also do that one. But yeah, because yeah. I always think, unfortunately, when I hear Prowler now, I always think about that stupid uh, Papa Roach song. You, this, so it's, yeah. it's just that. Like, oh, I, re- I do really like that song, but uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was there. I was there, man. It's um, like for me, the thing with Prowler. <laughs> Genuinely, is I think I think it sounds like a new band's first song. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, 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 well. It, it, Which is probably why. Yeah. It makes me think of like, like cats screeching. <laughs> in an alleyway, as someone's yeah, in a bush. Yeah. I can't wait to compress that. <laughs> uh, that's you. Be the only bit that's not. It should be uncompressed raw yeah. audio that's fine and we'll be offering that as a ringtone we couldn't afford it. Yeah, we, we couldn't afford cats so we just got the yeah. sorry I couldn't afford guitar so we just got some cats you know? but even there you, like even though it, it, that one for me I think stands out compared to the rest of the album that song feels rough it yeah, feels like yeah, the, way, the recording the way that like bits it of it stands out compared to out. the other tracks by far, for yeah. that reason but then I think everything else there you hear in the way, obviously, when the bass comes in, mm. yeah. way louder than any human bassist would ever have it, <laughs> other, than, other than Steve Harris, which is great. Yeah. That's, that's Steve. Because that's one thing, like, I don't know if, again, Mike, if you're getting into, like, the 
whole deal of Iron Maiden. So Iron Maiden was formed by yep. Steve Harris, their bassist. Right. He is their main songwriter and lyricist. Oh shit. So, yeah. So I would have um, just I, this is completely like bigoted of me, like in knowing loads of bands, but I just would have assumed that it was like the lead guitarist. You yeah, because yeah, no. such, they're such a yeah. lead driven band, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> but like it is it, it's a bassist. So every time you I made an album, the bass is so high in the mix. It's a lot of them have that sort of gallop, a gallop yes, for that reason. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's even like it's, it's such a MIDI sound as well that you don't get a lot of the oomph of like what a bass is supposed to do. <laughs> you just get this kind of this sound just cuts through. Yeah. And I think in any other band it would sound horrible, but that's that's yeah. Made I like I actually that was, that was something I noted down was like I really liked some of the kind of. Um, you know, there was bits where the bass really did stand out, and I was just kind of like, "Oh shit!" Like this isn't what bass players are supposed to do, especially back in the day. You know, yeah. like, you know, they can do what they want now. Obviously, like, you know, they're all human beings. But um... <laughs> don't say don't, don't say that about bassists. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't ever suck up to the bassists. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no, just no, a factory that produces bassists. It's not one by one. And when your band needs a new bassist, yeah, you don't have to be yeah. PC here. Yeah. <laughs> More than come out the factory just holding like thumbs up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Go and see that. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. it's, it's, it's an all right song. Like I think. It, it's it's played it's like it's confident and like I think that's one thing I can think about the whole album is like yeah it's a super confident album but like the punk thing's really interesting because like I remember reading the official biography not all the biography didn't write themselves not, no time to do that <laughs> but um specifically like a lot of like uh, magazines were like oh comparing them to the punk scene because guessing like what well, 1980 you'd have like the Clash were probably yeah, the biggest as well Sex Pistols yeah. all of that mm. sort of stuff. Um, if sex hadn't imploded by that, I can't remember. But like, they would have done well. Yeah, you also had a lot of the new, um, uh, new wave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And because uh, like, yeah, well. exactly. Like um, London Calling came out like that year or the year before or something. But like, uh, Steve Harris, I think, really didn't like being referred to as a punk band and just like wasn't into it at all. As far as I can remember from reading, because I've no. not read it in a while. Yeah, but, like, he wasn't. Again, that's really cool. It's just one who was like, "Nope, we're a metal band. They want to embrace that." Like, yeah. Led Zeppelin never identified as a metal band. Motorhead never identified as a metal band. They said they were the mm. um, world's heaviest R and B band. Didn't yeah, they? <laughs> that's how Lemmy used to see it. Yeah. Just because obviously, again, very bass heavy and no collabs as well. Amazing. So different to normal R and B. No, no. I would love to hear Lemmy on like a Kanye track. That would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Kanye. Uh, I do think that stands out though but they clearly knew what they wanted to be from the start yeah. Yeah. Like obviously their sound evolves as it goes along and I, th I think that's what that's one of the biggest inspiring things to metal bands was that at that point Maiden were like we are metal we are doing this so when the do first bands want. to really do it everyone else is like I'm into this but oh it's kind of a dirty word yeah because even like, like contemporaries like Def Leppard who started off as like a new wave yep. of a British heavy metal mm. band like they they're way more poppy and pop rocky in their sound and like Loads of times we've seen interviews and come from Joe Elliott's like, no, we weren't a metal band. No, we're not, not a metal not band. Not to metal. Yeah, not, not a metal band. No, 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 no. We're all grafters down mine. But again, they had, the thing is though, with, not to go off too much time, but obviously Def Leppard had super like, pop production pretty well, much. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, eventually. Like 100% yeah, is just, well, yeah, yeah, when you get to Hysteria, um, I think the, it's a great album, but yeah. Sorry. The production on this is probably one of the, the only kind of detrimental things, but it's, yeah. I don't, I, I think it works. I think Quite in this like instance, how raw it is. Yeah. yeah. I was pleasantly surprised because I was going expecting one not to enjoy Paul Dano's vocals at all. Yeah. Um, and also expecting it to be super rough. And it wasn't as bad as I remember 
Mm. I, re- um, I I really like his vocals it, on it. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. He he sounds fine on it. I, yeah, I think because I got used to Bruce singing them when I've seen him live. I yeah. Just, because you always wonder what it'd be like if. Do they like? Do they still play kind of songs off this album? Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. About three or four of them at least. Oh um, shit! Well, they normally close with Sanctuary a lot of the time. Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, cool. Iron Maiden yeah. Sanctuary, um, Running Free, Charlotte the Harlot. They brought back. Yeah. Recently, so you're really? saying they so. basically yeah, think that all the albums that they've done since they're not not very good? Then uh, they peaked. Yeah. Yeah, they, pe- they <laughs> yeah. peaked real quick. I mean, they're one yeah. of the only bands who could do, and they did this. They did. It might have been when you saw them. They did a tour where they just did songs off the first four albums. Yeah. But they did a tour where they did songs off the next four albums. And they still just had such an embarrassment of riches to go from. Yeah. Uh, the, song, the show's like it wasn't. Well. It wasn't to the detriment of yeah. the show, but they were only playing the older yeah. stuff or the newer stuff. It, I'm, I'm waiting for the Metallica 90s tour. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Open doors, so I walk get inside. Those deep, get those deep load cuts out. <laughs> Two by four, great song. Yeah. Oh, um, what's the next song? Cool. Uh, so, Sanctuary. Sanctuary's a good one. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, that's a, that's a cool one. Like, they've never not... dropped that from their set list. I swear. Yeah. Do you know? What? Like, it's, it's, it's it's a good song. When we saw we saw so me and Dan went to Hellfest a few years back and like still talk about it all the time because it's like most fun I've ever had. Oh, amazing. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've invited you, man. If you could sort yourself out, you know, Sorry, I'm thinking I about going next year so you're more I, is, I hate that music. No, I'm but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's too loud. <laughs> but I don't like it. <laughs> is that a skull? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we saw Maiden do it was the seventh tour of a seventh tour tour so of course they call it that yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> seventh again, tour of a seventh tour tour seventh tour of a seventh tour tour yeah okay. um, so they were doing it's very clear to me I don't know why yeah, yeah. yeah. my mic man. welcome to Bruce Dickinson's humour <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like I'm my kind yeah. of guy you know so. this is why it's your Maiden voyage okay <laughs> you're, you're um, right I'm, you know I'm a delicate flower coming yeah. into this and you know I, I don't know what's going on and uh, <laughs> Um, but they they ended their set with Sanctuary rather than I think maybe Iron Maiden, cool. and they may have played Iron Maiden. But I remember them ending with Sanctuary, and me just going, <clears throat> like, why are they ending the set with it? Like, no, this isn't like the banger <laughs> you end a set on. Like, you end on something fucking huge, especially when you're playing from like yeah. the, the most classic of last years, Maiden. Like, it's a good song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. Ri- I'm quite maybe a bit more surprised at like maybe how highly it's regarded in their back catalog. I think it's just a great live song. Yeah. It's one that at the end of it, you've had all your big heavy ones, you've had all your kind of sing-alongs and that. This is one that you can just chug a beer and yeah, throw so yourself about to. I mean, in this case, they ended the main set with uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. And then the encore. That was it. Was yeah. that, and just to give you an idea, I don't know if you remember from when you saw them, because they would have done it then as well. I don't remember shit. Another idea. <laughs> Of Bruce Dickinson's sense of humour, every single show ends after they finish playing with uh, "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it starts with "Doctor Doctor" by UFO, and yeah. that's when you know they're coming yeah. on. I mean, it always ends with Monty Python. No matter if it's the most British. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a festival or their own show. You're no, always going to get Monty to, Python. To be honest, like I, I really don't like it when bands take themselves too seriously. So no, it's exactly. Yeah. That's so like another one that's a part of their appeal. I think is. I mean, I was just like, I was, you know, I, I read the, all the lyrics to the songs as I was kind of going through them, just mm. so kind of I could gauge a, uh, a bit of kind of perspective about it. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a bit like, oh, okay, so this is the guy, he's a criminal on the run. Is he the same character from the first song, Prowler? Good question. Is there a well, link maybe. between these two? Well, 
you know, is this a mm. uh, is it is basically like the first Iron Maiden album, pretty much. A a, album. It's a concept album about a, Se- a sex uh, offender on the run. Yeah, yeah, about, sex, offense, about yeah. A sex offending phantom from Transylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes on the run, hides in a basement, plays the organ for a bit, meets up with a girl, Charlotte. Yeah, they yeah. start killing. It's preacher. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> 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 well, he does. There's that bit in Sanctuary. He talks about wanking in a bush, doesn't he? So if you think about it, does one just no, 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 in Sanctuary as well. Every song. If you read the lyrics now, <laughs> <laughs> read the lyrics now. Uh, you read them right now. First letter every sentence. Uh, if you look at the lyrics, wanking spells out in a bush. bush. Yeah, yeah. So I just oh, want to yeah, say, I, <laughs> oh my god, I, I just might have that missed before. that Prowler was about wanking in a bush. <laughs> I, I think there's a bit more nuance than that. But I just, do you think it was, he was touching himself emotionally in the bush? <laughs> well, I know. I think I, I, it's kind of beautiful, got actually. Got you know. feeling then, okay, and reeling around. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bold move for an opening song on an album. Uh, well, I've, only, I've only just started listening I to this. Like, yeah, I was like, looking oh so pretty. Just got me feeling like I'm ready to rock. I sat in the B side. My um, back and forth too. The B side from that track as well. Just tugging it by Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> I think also like it says that you know, um, you know, he spent a night in uh, in an LA jail. Oh, running free, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, is that is that the same one? That's like, uh, running made... free afterwards, though. Yeah. Oh, that's shit. him getting yeah out of running away from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Fun as well on the next album, Innocent Exile, actually follows on from that. Really, it's the same character. Is that actually? Yeah. Um, I don't we ever knew that? Vice, um, the wonderful, wonderful behemoth media <laughs> gurus of which models be smoking weeds. Um, <laughs> they they actually share that um, that thought with you. Uh, they did an article uh, that genuinely says, Iron Maiden is great thanks to murder. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just need to read you the opening line of this. That's some, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, this is, it's very vice. Uh, some friends of mine in New Jersey had a theory about Iron Maiden. They surmised that the first five Maiden albums were perfect metal records, mainly because every song was about, alluded to, or conjured up images of killing, even the instrumentals. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, some, that's some great A reporting right there. That's, that's some great incredible. journalism. <laughs> Thanks, Vice. Wow. So, uh, anyway, moving away from the premium, premium writings of Rice. Uh, Rice? Vice? <laughs> Shit, all right. Yeah, Rice, I thought you were going to say, like, premium episodes there, and I was like, we haven't got to that bit yet. Yeah, <laughs> it would be amazing so, off the back of our first episode, we can be like, and here's premium content. Yeah, <laughs> like, subscribe, <laughs> share. Yeah. Just go to our Patreon, um, you know, every little bit kind of counts, I suppose, keeps running. Uh, throw a buck. Throw a buck at... Uh, podcast you like throw a buck yeah <laughs> um, so, the highlight all yeah. three of you throw a buck one, one thing I was going to say because uh, we kind of skipped over Remember Tomorrow which is like it's an okay song I think it's brilliant yeah I think it's good it's I like, love it I think his singing sounds best on that yeah and do you know actually re-list because I, I I think I killed this album for myself when I was a teenager yeah uh, I haven't really listened to it as a whole thing until recently until we were doing this podcast yeah same Remember Tomorrow like I had goosebumps when that first kick, you know, the down, yeah, yeah, when yeah. that first yeah. kicks in, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it's superb. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. I think from my perspective, like because Paul Diano's, like, okay, he was like the gr- right from him at the right time, but he's not like, I don't think he was the voice of Maiden and stuff. Yeah. Think, and he's not as strong a singer as Bruce in that respect. When you do get like, Which he those, admits, yeah, because yeah, yeah they were going for <coughs> thing. Hard to refute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like when you 
get like those more when you get like the quieter songs and like the more singy songs and stuff i always just think like bruce was singing this because like yeah, i think there was definitely like i remember listening to that song there was definitely uh some like really quite questionable reverb in the song going on the <laughs> vocals definitely um and uh I, I definitely agree with the you know that sentiment like yeah i feel like bruce i mean from what i've heard of bruce dickerson eras what era yeah, eras. He's had two. Yeah, yeah. You can like. Uh, I saw him yeah, sing yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you... he sang this at Reading. Yeah, because it was the first four album tour. So yeah, so he did, I think he's <laughs> just got more of the. He's got more of that range. And he also sang be the uh, best song on this album. Yeah. <laughs> well, are we all agreed on what the best song on this album is? Yeah, absolutely. It's a well, strange Transylvania. World. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was there like a standout song off the back of it? You were like, okay, this is what like... the, the entire album. Yeah. Um, I did note down one. Um, let's see. Cha 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 cha. Arlet the harlot. Arlet the harlot. Is he thinking of a song that we're all three of us are thinking? I really hope so. Yeah. I, I really liked Fan of the Opera. Yeah! Oh, God. <laughs> so I, I think that is just, that is a it's masterclass on how, to, on how to play guitar. Um, I listened it's, to it, because I knew I was going to listen to the, the albums again this morning. But to get me hyped up, I listened, I was like, okay, I'll put on some Maiden. Listened to Phantom of the Opera, then immediately then put on like the live version. Yeah. Then went back and listened to the original version again. It's just brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, the bit in it which just gets me absolutely fired up and pumped up is the... That's no more else we actually owe than royalties. But... It's, it's just the best. It, it stands out like a sore thumb on the album because so much of the album, you got the, the sort of slower, quieter ones, but most of it is just like songs maybe a couple of minutes long, yeah. three minutes long, three and a half minutes long, just like... Pat, it's almost, a pretty snappy album. Yeah, just firing away. Um, and this one, it has goes in so many directions. That's a sweet bass solo in this one as well. I yeah. Think just like, it was like mm. a cheeky little one. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is that, that, that harmony... Mm. The the harmony yeah. is to like to me that is the ultimate just metal kind of lead section. I lost my mind when I saw that. It just yeah, it's perfect. It's, also, I think this to me when I think about Phantom of the Opera, it's the first of what I would think of as a classic Iron Maiden yeah. style yeah. of song. And yeah. what would they would then go on to be really good at? Yeah, is that particular style totally. of like having the harmonies, having the bass bits. Yeah, uh, you know, like Roman Ancient Mariner as an example. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. much longer one. Yeah, that inco incorporates a lot of what makes this song good. But I think that's um, also yeah, why why Final Opera is so good Infantry. because like they put like a, an epic maiden song, which a lot of them like go on for like eight, nine, ten minutes. Yeah, but they cram it all into like half the time. Yeah, uh, very, is it five minutes or something? Yeah, or no, this one was seven. seven. Seven minutes. Okay, it flies by then. It's, it just disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, de definitely like. Yeah, definitely my favourite off the album, I think. Yeah, yeah I think for sure. What really, what, it really stands out. What I think. I think in that as well that does really stand out for me um, is Dave, Mur like Dave Murray. You hear his playing, you know it's him. He's he sound he's like audible liquid. It's just, <laughs> it's just so is that, fluid. Is that the vape company? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. New sponsor. Yeah. This is where I get head juice from. <laughs> audible liquid. Um, some smoky bandit. Husk. <laughs> Do you think anyone in Maiden vapes? 
Pordiano does on the NHS is what I would oh, like. Yeah. So he's moved from licorice rollies. <laughs> he's moved from licorice rollies into. Uh, into uh, I'm uh, already getting like so many kind NHS of like, bad Pordiano vibes. We've, we've not really kind of covered. We're not really. Like, we might, I think we should probably get into that in the next episode. Yeah. We're not going into slander. Yeah. yeah okay. like, maybe because uh, isn't the next album the last? Yes. Okay, yeah, like we, do, we, yeah. we, we can lay down, you know, some and to the street. viewers as well. There's something, there's something to look forward to. Yeah, there yeah. we go. There we I'll go. We, we can Paul lay Diana, down the street justice yeah. on Paul Diano <laughs> um, in the next episode. Uh, if anyone from Maiden Bates, by the way, it's Janet Gears. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, no, I d- no, I don't I think, think he vapes. Which one is that? Think, um, He's not in the band at this point. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, there's a great I, there's a great video where he's just looking for some fresh coconuts in Brazil. So basically, Yannick, <laughs> and it's that sums him up. What happens is, is that uh, in the Iron Maiden's one of their guitarists left at the same time as Bruce did, and then they replaced him with Yannick, and then that guitarist came back, and they because they're such a nice, friendly band, they're like, fuck it, let's just have three guitar players now. Oh, so okay. now they have they now they now six members instead of five. That's nice. It was actually, yeah. and it works really well because it sounds amazing on when they don't know how many. It's, that, it's actually yeah. Adrian Smith um, said he's like, if I come back, you've got to get rid of the other guy, and they're like, well, yeah, and he was like, well, I'm not coming back then. Oh really? He, he, oh, I he, thought he, you were saying then that he was demanding they get rid of. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Yeah, that, like that no, sentence he, completely didn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, no, that's good though. I was great worried. Then. Yeah, he. No, it was it was Adrian Smith that said, "I'm only coming back if you keep this guy." That's, that's cool. awesome, and yeah. it, they sound amazing now because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it yeah, makes they, a big they, change they, though, doesn't it? Like, is it, you know, oh god, but, you know, bands these days will just yeah. kick people out. There's never a full explanation. But, yeah, it's true. Like, it's. Everyone's replaceable now. Like, yeah, for sure. But whereas with Maiden, Maiden's had like lineup changes for sure, but each one has been a really defining one. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not like say like um, we're talking about Trivium the other day. Like they've literally done the Spinal Tap thing where I think they've had a different drummer on the last like. <laughs> really? Tap. Yeah, they've had so <laughs> yeah, many yeah. drummers. Yeah. Like, that's, that's weird. <laughs> I was I was reading their their old drummers like kind of uh, Wikipedia page and stuff like that, and um, I don't know why. And it's just it... a pile of green dust on a chair. Why? Stumpy peeps. I don't know. I, I think. Um, I can't, I've completely lost my trail of thought. Sorry, there. dude. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what does green dust mean? <laughs> yeah, that album is like, it, that song, it's such a standout. And it kind of got me thinking, okay, because I was thinking of, like, a little challenge for this Ooh. episode. Yeah, uh-huh. this is what I was thinking about. I gave you guys, like, a little sort of hint that I was going to do something. We had some homework. So, obviously, fans of the opera, we know, like, the song isn't based on the musical. It's based on the novel, I'm sure. I think the musical came a couple of years later. Yeah. But it's probably most famous for being like an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Yeah, I'd say so. So, what if <laughs> Iron Maiden were to return the favour and had to adapt a Andrew Lloyd Webber musical <laughs> into a song? <laughs> which one Man would alive. Which one would you choose? And Starlight Express. We'll have a think about it, and because no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm also gonna want and gonna need for the next episode. A plot synopsis as well. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I okay, cool. Don't, I don't. Well, like... not totally not plot synopsis, because uh, but I, I I may need like say if we're going because if Maiden are going to take us Android Webber musical and turn it into a song, I might need like a verse and a chorus. Oh, he, did he? Yeah. Do, oh. He didn't do chess, did he? I don't think. Well, <laughs> well so but, okay. <laughs> until then, we'll. Uh, but yeah, we'll that, that's, that's, that, that's that's for a future episode. Yeah, that's like that's like my little challenge. I like that. I can work on that. I can work on that. 
Cool. And also, like potentially, if it becomes something, maybe Lewis, you can write the guitar parts mm. for it. Oh yeah, know, man, absolutely. This sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. in turn, <laughs> it does sound cool, Lewis. <laughs> Can't wait to hear Bruce Dickinson singing about Evita. <laughs> Actually, that would be I great. Really, I don't know any kind yeah. of Andrew. I, I, I would hit that up. Well, there's like a Bristol. Jesus Christ superstar. Yeah, yeah. Cats, cats. Uh, he's done a musical of Sunset Boulevard, which I still can't get my head around. I feel like there School was... of Rock, which I feel is cheating if I made him with yeah. that, because that's kind of uh, yeah. I is think... that Andrew Lloyd Webber? Well, he, he adapted it for stage, I think. Oh, okay. Because uh, obviously, yeah, that's yeah. a crap. He doesn't have any original ideas. Why are we talking about musicals? Like, because fans of the opera. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. It's clear freeline. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I used to listen. I think there was a Bristol band called Evita, and every there time. was, yeah, 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 and they were amazing. They yeah, were they were really fucking. They, they had some, you know, they were real tight. But I mean, uh, what was it? every time? Every time I kind of like. You know, looked him up on Spotify and stuff like that. I'd just be listening to them, and suddenly it would change to like this musical. I'd be like, "What, the, <laughs> what happened to the direction of this band?" This, they, they went on a tangent. Yeah, yeah massively. So, <laughs> I guess talking uh, talking of tangents, uh, this was Dennis Stratton's first and only album with Maiden. The guitar. I completely yeah. forgot that he was the guitarist for this album. To be honest, it was yeah. I guess it was his seminal piece. Um, <laughs> but do you know one of the big contributors as to why he left? No. And by left, I mean was asked to, to heroin drinking. addiction or no it's exactly what you're thinking it's because you really like the eagles oh you fucking get it why i mean that was my like that was a close second for me in my head so. <laughs> yeah. to, to quote the man himself uh, he wouldn't shut up about glenn frey so it, like, <laughs> well he's probably thinking like why is not a drummer thing like don henley <laughs> <laughs> although with like on this on in fact on phantom of the opera there are some vocals in the background <laughs> that I can only assume are him because they don't appear on any other... That sound does not exist on any other what, album. Did he, are you saying he wanted Eagles? Oh, no, like, no, I've, no, we're off on a different thing now. I will oh, I will do that. Okay, good. Uh, that's, that's a bit that I've got saved. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this all written down. Even I'm hooked. If you listen to um, Phantom of the Opera and you go to the, um, you know, watch your step, he's out to... That bit. In the background, there is this voice. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> you can have Dennis just, Stratton. Just, I'm certain it's Dennis Stratton. Yeah. I've got nothing to back it up other than the fact that it only appeared around the time he was in the band. I was going to say, I can't think of many other songs that have that If anyone listening He's out there happens to be Dennis Stratton or remember playing me at the time, <laughs> if you could guarantee please that. Please write yeah. in. If you yeah. share a name of him. <laughs> but he, uh, his exact quote. A first name. <laughs> 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 Calling all Dennis's. <laughs> and this is a new part of the podcast that we're doing called Dennis Watch. <laughs> you know a Dennis. <laughs> Call him now. Is he a menace? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so he said, uh, I was playing in my hotel room and Rod heard it talking about the Eagles. Uh, he came in and started bawling and shouting. Rod Smallwood is their manager. Um, and he came in and apparently he went absolutely ballistic. And to quote, he said, uh, if anyone walks past this door and heard the eagles coming out of this room, it's going to cause trouble with the band. Because <laughs> Dennis Stratton was playing them. Because Dennis, yeah, because no one can know that Iron Maiden listened to... So, but Eagles right, have a no, lot of, I have no idea. Eagles have a lot of guitar harmonies in their songs. Yeah, 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 yeah like, absolutely. You think of um, um, Hotel, Hotel California, California yeah. that's the yeah. most famous example. But that's a really weird... I, no, just take it easy. Come on, <laughs> no, 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 no. I won't. No. Oh. You surprised me of my favourite guitarist, Dennis Stratton. From... <laughs> I'm just very confused by that as a... 
It's kind of like in the Mark Wahlberg classic movie Rockstar. I knew, I knew it. I, knew, I fucking knew you were going to bring this up somehow. Every when, time, Rockstar. Uh, Timothy Spall plays the manager, <laughs> and he's really upset that Mark Wahlberg isn't getting like blowies and jobs from all. From all the groups. We're going down to a three. It's been really yeah, fun trying this experiment. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, guys. We tried out gym. It's not happening. <laughs> like, sorry. Uh, um, you, you can resist things. <laughs> he's really upset, but like Mark like Wahlberg. Nobody was, with nobody was giving Mark Wahlberg a treat with their mouth, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really upset, but like no one is, like Mark Wahlberg's not hanging up with all these uh, groupies on tour. So I feel like a treat with your mouth is actually worse. I know, it definitely is. It definitely is. That's another James special. <laughs> I was going to show my dad this podcast. <laughs> yeah, can we cut this bit out? <laughs> yeah, that's. I wish yeah. you wouldn't hey. interrupt me while I try and talk about Go on, Jim, please, please. But I think like. Um, it's almost like again. Oh my god, this may get cut out as well. It's almost like kayfabe in wrestling. Uh, like <laughs> you, you're like trying to like push an image of what the band's about. Iron Maiden are a heavy metal band. That's how they're marketed. That's what they're aspiring to be. If anyone finds out, maybe they're listening to the Eagles and stuff like that, and they're not embodying like the spirit of heavy metal. It's a real sort of like shit stain on their image. Yeah. So that's it. In the same way that in Rockstar starring Mark Wahlberg, um, Mark <laughs> Wahlberg, out of the film? Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Mark Wahlberg's Rockstar starring Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as the Rockstar <laughs> and the Funky Bunch, <laughs> the Funky Bunch. Uh, yeah. uh, but like he's playing like you know a kind of uh, '80s decadent sort of like you know um, decadence Vince Neil type frontman. And uh, obviously he's expected to hook up with women. And if he's like being faithful to his girlfriend, it's not exactly the thing you can market your records yeah. on. So maybe that was it. Um, this was essential podcasting. Okay, don't cut the last five minutes. I out. really think we should cut all of it. There's no um, reason for anyone to hear. No, I'm, I'm going to delete Jim from like, Facebook and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all those horrendous turns for blowjobs. If, if, if I can get him fired from our actual job, then he yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I managed to get wrestling into my main podcast. <laughs> I, I do. I do sometimes feel bad for the Eagles because, like, other bands have kind of like been taking the piss out of them for like Eagles for, are great forever. Yeah. Like, I that's the thing. Like, they had a very successful career. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah like, they had an incredibly like successful okay. career. I, but, I, uh, I, think, I, I, I think it's a it's a bunch of people just watched the Big Lebowski. And loved quoting the Big Lebowski, and then decided they hated the Eagles. Fucking hate the Eagles. Yeah, and then no one actually ever listened to the Eagles. I was more familiar with the phrase "fuck the Eagles" or "I fucking hate the Eagles" than I was the Eagles' music. But I just showed sure. to California, and I was like, "Well, actually, this is a great album." Well, I think like what was it? Like I remember my dad telling me he's like a massive Steely Dan fan, and I am also seeing them in like three months time or something. It's gonna be Quote cool. Seth you actually knocked up. Steely Dan can cargo my balls. Yeah, well, yeah. Steely Dan, <laughs> Steely Dan are fucking cool, man. <laughs> I, you know what? You know what? Fuck this. I'm sick of people hating on Steely Dan. No. I'm sick. My old school is people. one of my favourite songs. Huh? You know my old school? Yeah, like, man. That's one of my favourite songs. Like, so absolutely. good. But, um, I never ever would have guessed this would have gone down at Eagles and Steely Dan route. Of course way. it would. Yeah. We, try, we set out with the purpose. And it's I, a, we've put the name of the bands that we're doing in the series of this podcast. Hi, guys. And we've already gone off. Hi, guys. Welcome to Stuff What We Like. I mean... What was it? The uh, you know in Hotel California, like the reference to like you you can stab him with your steely knives, but you just can't, can't kill, kill these is, is a reference to Steely Dan, and they re I think it went this way around, but they repaid the favor by saying Steely Dan still got that beef with Owen Wilson. They've, mate, they've got <laughs> beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because what? you know you know what. <laughs> 
Um, so he was in a film, a Wes Anderson film, Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Which apparently is something Isn't related to one every of their, West Anderson. Film? Yeah, but it's related to one of their songs somehow. That film or okay. something to do with that film and that song. So they deliberately they just targeted Owen Wilson and bad- badmouthed him. This is like not the writer and director. Of yeah, yeah. Gonna, like I'm gonna have to look into <laughs> the guy who said the line. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I like. I don't know. He's never gonna make it out of his room. I imagine like Steve Dan is so old. They probably don't like have the capability to kind of have like internet beef with anyone. They wrote know. a letter. They wrote an open letter to Owen Wilson. Oh my god. Um, Can you read it in a funny yeah. voice? Well, I can't read it in a funny voice. Can you read it as if it was Owen Wilson reading Can the letter? Can you do it in your voice? The rest of us. Which oh, is a long funny fu- voice. Wow. It is wow. a long fucking wow. letter. Okay. Check, check it out online. P.S. Tell Owen to bring his bongos if he still wants to sit in. P.P.S. We're now saying, according to Wikipedia, Owen is older than you are, but you seem to be a lot more mature somehow, don't you? What? Oh, man, this is real. Oh, no, wait. That was a letter to Luke Wilson. Oh, they did one to Owen Wilson as well. Hang on a minute. From Steely Dan to every fucking Wilson on this planet. Andrew Wilson's going to go. Hey, Luke. Luke. Hey, man. It's like Don and Walt. We're the guys from Steely Dan. Oh, this is absolute nonsense. But anyway, they had a massive beef with him for no reason. Should we go back to... Uh, I like and also, one of, one of them stabbed <laughs> oh, no. Tim Allen's neighbour no, in improvement. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it wasn't... cleaning the face. It wasn't Darjeeling Limited. It was me, you and Dupree. Oh, I right, I've okay. seen Darjeeling Limited. I don't remember. And they wrote it to Steve Luke Dan Wilson by the looks of it, complaining about Owen Wilson. Do you think that they just? Well, hate, that's a bit. Of, you do you know. think they just hated his character in it just as a whole? Just like, why don't this guy just let this couple be together? I, just, <laughs> yeah, I think more people should write open letters about how much you mean. <laughs> Guys, if you want to. Oh shit! Because it's cousin Dupree, which yeah. is a Steely yep. Dan song. Right, it's all coming okay. together now. Oh. If you want to look into this more, go to steelydan.com forward slash Hey Luke, and you'll get the full letter. Oh, wow. That's a like sort of text. We're like, cutting all this out, right? I mean, no, 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 no. We can so monetize this. This, is this one's for you, Sandy. Put it on a T-shirt. We can monetize this. So, yeah. guys, um, um, just to talk about the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what song? Uh, what song we, are we on? Because, like, uh, we're halfway through the first album. Yeah, we got fans of the opera, so we because we, we covered the best song on the album. We've done it. That's yeah. it. Transylvania. Yes. Was that instrumental? It was. It yeah, was an okay, instrumental, cool. therefore it's shit. Fuck it, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I um, like, you know, words and... Uh, uh, for real, but I don't actually rate I Made an Instrumental that much. No, I do either, I, really. Yeah. They, they stopped mm. them quite quickly. Um, yeah. A lot of bands... Also, one of them's got the worst title ever, isn't it? Which is, is it Big Aura? Uh, Lost yeah, for Words. Lost for Words, Big Aura. Big yeah. Aura. Yeah, hey! you, you know Nico... Nico came up with that title, I bet. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he, did. Yeah, sure. he wrote. Yeah. He was. Yeah, shouts at um, oh, right, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I not. Like, they all get involved, though. You know, mm. like with instrumentals, like I either want like a, I want like an Orion or a Call of Cthulhu or something yeah. like that, like a big fucking epic, like absolutely massive track, or I want like the kind of scandinavian death metal here's a little acoustic interlude it's a little bit mopey a little bit sad between really heavy songs in like an opeth kind of way i think with mainstream spans this time like transylvania if you listen to where it came from it came from bands like i was gonna say transylvania there it's like what it oh god no no if you, yeah okay it came from spooks um no so it can't like if you listen to that it's like wishbone ash or that kind of 
proggy, Camel. rocky. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's very but, much uh, like... Hey, there, was, there, was yeah. a, there was a nice phaser in there on the guitar. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's it's the, it's the thing of its time. I don't dislike it. I don't. I, 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 like I don't either. I just um, never think of our instrumentals when I think about them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I guess for a lot of people, though, like probably quite a lot of people, if you don't play an instrument, for the most part, an instrumental on an album could kill it, depending I, on depending no, on how it goes. No, I don't think no? so. I, because, like, I, yeah, I, I don't have the fucking like, musical bone in my body, but a good instrumental, like, I absolutely love. Like, like Call of okay. Cthulhu is one yeah. of my favourite like, albums. Yeah, um, I, yeah. yeah, like, there's, because there's so much music which is instrumental, so, like, I mean, it, I, something like Call of Cthulhu, like, the destruction progression of it, a lot of, is like a lot of, say, like, classical music and stuff, like, the way it sort of builds up, cool. and like, or like a soundtrack, Whereas, like, a lot of instrumentals... Oh, I'm clearly a big instrumental fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Slamming the doors right now. Um, whereas, like, a lot of, sort of, like, instrumentals I hear on, like, a lot of rock metal albums, which aren't that good, more just sound like a song where we just took the lyrics off of it or couldn't think of yeah. lyrics on the day. So, I, I think that's interesting. So, I guess I don't usually... Usually the people I'm speaking to about instrumentals mm. are... Musician or something. Yeah. So I don't. I, yeah, that's that's good to know. It's but like, it's not it's not bad at all. Like, it's it's fine. Like, it's a good track. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm musicians or something. So you know, I, like I just <laughs> you know I just didn't. I mean, there was other instrumentals. I okay. think that you know um, maybe not on. And was there another instrumental on this album? No, no. There's one on the next one. On Killers, there's two. Oh, Killers, it's there's Genghis two. Khan, isn't there? And Eyes of March. Yeah. Genghis Khan was based on the John Wayne film The Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> save, mate, save, save it for the next pod. This save, is all preview content. Yeah. Save, save content. it for so the pod. If, I think yeah, if, yeah. We, if we just go now straight to Iron Maiden, closing track. Oh, I, I, we talk about Charlotte Harlot. Okay. I think mm. it's weird that they have so many songs about a prostitute. I Yeah, I, and also... Josh She's like Ru- a running joke with them, isn't she, almost? Yeah, Joe's really weird. Storyline. Dave Murray wrote this one. Did he really? Yeah, but it's about a girl he knew. It's about like a girl oh, he actually dated. Oh, it's not that weird. Like that. A girl's just <laughs> yeah. like sitting at home. So right what are the other Charlotte Harlot sing- songs? There's Acacia Avenue, obviously. And what's it? From here to eternity. I think she goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. No, like, I, I, I'm going to say it's like, probably on like one of the shitty 90s albums. Like No, seriously, from here to eternity. Mention Charlotte going to hell. Really? 100%. That's the thing. Okay. That sounds yeah. about right, to be honest. I tell you what, I'm sure she was great. I'm sure she was lovely. Again, well, more, more about um, slut shaming. Like, I yeah. feel like the first, I think the, the actual song, Charlotte Harlow, I think it does actually, like, I can't remember the, all the lyrics, but I, it basically sings about, like, her being. It's know, kind of a, it's like actually, an old school yeah. rock filler. <laughs> so I've actually got some of the lyrics here. Oh, good. So, um, taking so many men to your room. Mm. Don't you feel no remorse? I don't know. Double negative. Um, (laughs) You charge them a fiver. It's only for starters. And ten for the main course. Also, let's can we and that brings an interesting point. Inflation has killed us. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Honestly, like yeah. you couldn't get those kind of prices anymore. You guys were wondering like, why I was talking about like suck jobs and stuff like that. It was all. Stop saying. You say suck jobs one more time. I think we should bleep it every time he says it. Yeah, um, like bleep it. Is that the kind yeah, of no, um, like, like, we can bleep it. You can. Bleep yeah, I think bleep. I think like lyrically that song is just like a product of its time. Um, but again, it feels so far away from what Maiden yes. is. Yeah. Um, oh, there's four songs. Funny Hooks in You. Oh. But, Which isn't but Hooks in You is, yeah, it's the debate between fans. But Charlotte Hull is definitely mentioned in, um... Also, I kind of feel like with, with the, like, the, the bridge to the song, 
I kind of they kind of go from the way it was like oh yeah Charlotte the Hart's just big old big old massive like oh my god yeah and then she's it's kind of like Charlotte uh, you broke my heart I, didn't, I literally yeah. can't even remember like how the song goes apart from the lyrics I, now to like, be honest I don't know if specifically like I think she yeah she might she might have been like a real life prostitute that maybe he happened to date. maybe he was just in love with a prostitute or, I, oh I'm not sure she was like a prom- just a generally promiscuous girl that wouldn't commit to him or something like that <laughs> <laughs> again I find he it was weird. like the original emo kid you know yeah. I find it weird Iron Maiden singing about sex yeah because they yeah. just don't do that and any other albums it's like so um, recently we watched um, we went to see Event Sevenfold with Disturbed's opening up and when Disturbed did uh, Land of Confusion by Genesis mm-hmm. you know the line uh, there's too many men not enough people da, da, da. too that. many men <laughs> yeah and he he changed he changed it live uh, to try and I guess did. get down with the kids and he was there's too many men and not enough pussy and it was oh. <laughs> It's it's the most uncomfortable I've ever I felt like I just Could you feel like the whole arena shuddering shuddering? Honestly, yeah, the floor shook. I feel like I've read interviews with David Draymond where he's been like quite detailed about his sex life and I'm like, who is this for? Like no one wants to know about this. It's for David Draymond fan fiction writers. Oh god. That's awful. Um, but yeah, it's is kind of weird on but it's like quite a song, but it's like yeah, it gets a super punky song, it just absolutely flies by. Um, the last song on it though, Iron Maiden, like yeah, what? I, not a lot of bands actually have songs named after them as well. Yeah. Like I can like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. Like I, I can't think of that many bands. Like, there's no song called. Oh, Metallica, I, I think there's it? yeah, I think there's Motorhead have a song called Motel on the first album. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but like it's I don't know why bands don't do that. Like not that they should that, film, that happens, but like you know, yeah, I think if you want to put the triple stamp on something. You know? yeah. I I actually I'm going to go out on a whim and say I don't think it's a great song. Oh man! I think it has a big crazy, chorus, man. which I think I do. Yeah, I, I think, love it. I think, I think for me, it. it's very Manowar. Like, yeah, it's too Ooh. fast for Manowar. It's, no, no, but like oh, the, the vibe, fast. the vibe of like. I just don't think we should mention Manowar. That's fair. Sorry, guys. Oh, we, I'll bleep, no, we that, will. We'll, I'll, I'll, bleep bleep I'll bleep that out. We'll get, we'll we'll get into our Pod of War podcast. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Such <laughs> job bleep. But um, well, bleeping afterwards. I I love that song. We keep saying it. It's still favorites on the album, man. Like it ties it all together for me. I love it. I I don't dislike it. I just don't think it's... It's just got such a good energy to it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's different live, is the thing. Yeah, For definitely. me, compared just, more mm. so than the rest of the album. Because, mm. mm. again, for, like, Mike, for, I don't know how much you remember, but for any of our... If anyone's listening, hello, hello. Um, hello to all three of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, Iron Maiden is a big set-end for them, and one of the cool things that happens is, because one of the things yeah. that, again, makes Iron Maiden such an amazing live band is the theatricality. Um, they go all out on the stage show. Uh, lots of like pyrotechnic special effects. They also have like a big kind of, almost like you go into almost like a, like a theatre production, like an expensive West End production. Mm. A big set, always decorated to do with the theme of the album. So when I saw them on a tour for A Master of Life and Death, where the album cover was World War Two themed. That's my first time. Uh, yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, everything was kind of done like a kind of battlefield from World War Two. So you had sandbags, barbed wire wrapped around fences you had these huge like um i, I can't think of what kind of like spotlights like yeah. bat signals and stuff like that which yeah, were actually working yeah, yeah. 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 searchlights 
bat signal. Uh, I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my head. It says a lot about me. Yeah, yeah you geek. Yeah, um, <laughs> you goddamn <laughs> nerd. They did but, that for Passchendaele as well on the um, yeah. Dance of Death tour. They, they turned was, it into World War One trench. But what they also had a tank. Mm. But during the song <laughs> Iron Maiden, he said gingerly. They always have a bit where um, Eddie the, the head, their mascot, a huge version, and usually comes out the back of the set. Tell us this joke. Tell us this joke. How he got his name? Yeah. And usually, like, it's just like a very stiff, awkward animatronic. Big arms. Yeah, big arms. He just points at the crowd. Um, but it's just so like it's awesome. a huge part of it, and you're always excited when it happens. Yep. You know it's going to happen, but when it does, it's fucking. You know incredible. he's going to attack the band, and you know he's yeah. going to pop up with it as a giant. And, and, they, and they look I, awesome. Yep. Yeah. And I can't... They look amazing every time. Yeah. Even back in the 80s, they look how they did it. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's why I love, like, even though Dance of Death has a terrible album cover, Google it if anyone listening hasn't seen it. It's fucking awful. Yep. CGI but babies. Eddie there is actually dressed, is, is dressed as a Grim Reaper. It's like, how did it take you like 25 years to like do <laughs> yeah. this? Because yeah. the album cover for the live album of the Dance of Death talk is amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Eddie with a Grim Reaper on like a horse and carriage. I think. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, Death on the, the Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. And you Great wonder, live album as well. Was it like a, oh, a family man. member who did the album cover? I think. Or yeah. Well, I think and it was a I think and we'll they get, went, yeah, we'll have yeah. to use this. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll cross yeah. that bridge yeah. when we get yeah. to it. But, but yeah, um, yeah, and so, but I always think of like the song, uh, I mean, like, I can't not think of them live. Um, it, yeah, it just has like, it's not like the best harmony I've ever written, but the way it kind of sort of like, it plods along. I, I, I it's love not it. something I love like, it. I, I would never, ever choose to be like, oh, I want to listen to a track. I'll put on Iron Maiden. Mm. Um, but live, I would be gutted yep. if they didn't play yeah, it. Yeah, it lends yeah. itself much better to the live Definitely, yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, on, on record. Yeah. I mean, that's fair to say. I was going to ask a quick question, like, like at the end of it, like, because I, I think the album's, I think it's incredible. Like, it's not perfect. I don't think it's the best that made in an album there is. But, like, I think it's such a great record. I was going to say, like, how, how, you've listened to it once, but how did you feel about it overall? I thought it was really cool. I Like, you know, again, I thought it was going to be badly pro- like badly produced i mean even though it wasn't like you know like rough around the mo- edges that's what sort of yeah i just kind of like, i don't know maybe this is just a, fl- a reflection on me as a musician but uh i think you know. it helps as well that the playing is there yeah like they're all yeah. at that point they're all so proficient they're, they're already they're yeah, yeah yeah for sure like they're the all really good at yeah, exactly yeah. that you're gonna yeah. if you you could put that on you know just a four tracks straight up i think and it's gonna sound for, for sure like yeah. and also i think maybe um people you know like sometimes when people like start bands and whatever they they kind of go like okay i can't really play my instrument but i'm still gonna start a band yeah and then uh, you know some of the time they've already got an album that's released before it's uh you know um before they've actually kind of really honed it and then that's why they're kind of like their sophomore effort is like an important album yeah yeah well i always get the thing that like yeah like um it's always it's so much, so much focused on what's new, mm. and you'll find that bands maybe will get signed off the back of like, especially now, say in metal, like when anyone can go on YouTube yeah. and record a video of them playing mm. guitar. But you'll get you'll get people who like who are like super tech wow. super, no, super technically proficient, but the difference is they can't write a song. Oh like, man, just keep keep no, I keep on diving. <laughs> like uh, you know, no, yeah, no, just a piece of shit. Band. Exactly, yeah. And, if, yeah. and if you do have YouTube and you want to go to Lewis Blake ESQ, that'd be absolutely <laughs> wicked. But no one does, so it's not. <laughs> yeah, so we're okay. So but, um, 
what I what I wanted to uh, to go to off the back of this, going going to how we are a little bit biased towards it. We yeah, know it's a great true. album. You know, you know, coming uh, coming into this, this a pretty monumental. It's a revered thing. album. Yeah. Now. I'm gonna go to some very, very alternative opinions. Yes, <laughs> I looked at a few myself. <laughs> oh, I went straight to Metal Archives. And went oh, to great! Rated score. Okay, <laughs> so I, I, I literally just decided I was gonna stick to Amazon Music, and I found one, one, yeah, one star review. Okay, that's quite impressive actually. Right. Yeah. Just one, um, and this was by someone called Monster Lover One. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so good. And their review says. Junk! Is that it? God. Is that it? Junk! <laughs> that could be a napalm death song. All caps. <laughs> <laughs> you trashed it, but why? <laughs> yeah. It just says junk. Does he review a... any other? Do they review any other um, albums? Yeah, like uh, we should like follow well, Monster Lover a bit more carefully. Are, yeah. Killers, wow. it just says crap. We are going to have to wait for this because there could be some spoilers in what I've got for oh, you. <laughs> okay, okay, well, let's... Uh, maybe we should just do kind of like some, uh, you know, any closing thoughts? Mm. <coughs> Jim, go yeah. ahead. Um, I really enjoyed Gameworks' album and I really liked thinking about... Uh, it's it's so good. I lo- So one of the things I love about, like, I used to, especially when I was younger... I would like have a really good time listening to a band's discography in order when you had like that time as a kid. Yeah. And also, if you're getting into a band, you'd think about them obsessively. And I really liked listening to a band then noticing where they planted the seeds so where they'd go further on. And Iron Maiden's first album is definitely that type of album, especially like Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Uh, as it gets into the more fantastical as they go on and on. Uh, and just like hearing those kind of humble beginnings evolve into like the ridiculous crazy band that they would become uh is really cool and also i just loved like having a think about you know all those other bands first albums that i love as well so yeah um, it was nice listening to it and just kind of like i don't know come back and listen to it thinking of the context of the time yeah and thinking what people has heard yeah before that and how you'd feel hearing that seeing that like kind of visceral imagery and everything yeah it's just it's just a huge game changer yeah I'm looking forward to you know the uh, you know next uh, next few episodes and everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sign off wise, I guess uh, you know. Uh, yeah, Dan, do happen. you have any closing thoughts by the way? Well, <laughs> plenty, but none I can share here. Uh, <laughs> it's a great first album. Uh, Fan of the Opera by far stands out the most, and I think yeah. that will become more apparent why it stands out as well when you hear the rest of their back catalogue because they definitely took that as a framework I think for what they wanted to do yeah yeah, the for stuff. sure there's a lot less sex offences in their songs in yep. the later albums so yeah. yeah always good if they took the right lesson from that album and um, I think kind of the perfect way to wrap this up uh, Iron Maiden been flying the the British flag whole life a staple of our music scene of our mm. music identity everything um, nothing more could sum up Iron Maiden than this Brief review from the BBC. Her Majesty's <laughs> BBC. Amazing. And they say, to get the most out of Iron Maiden, it's pretty simple. Get a copy, wind the volume, and give it a jolly good thrashing. Amazing. <laughs> That's perfect. There we go. There we go. Thanks, BBC. Cheers, guys. Salute the BBC for that one. Thank you very much. Oh. We have been 
Slowly We Rock, and it has been interesting. It's the beginning of we our... We hope it's been interesting. It's, yeah, it's the beginning of our maiden voyage. 